0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to our podcast. We're talking about 1966. This was a song by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, God, please, please stop it. Stop, 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 stop. Hey, yeah, whoa, yo, welcome back. And
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant.
0: Thank you. It was Thank brilliant.
1: You. I love it. Yeah. I was not seen expecting you. that, but there was so. You've
2: you actually, you actually moved David to tears. Like, <laughs> I
3: even thought I'd hear Cartman singing Sounds of Silence, but
2: now I have.
4: However, oh. I, must, I must say that is a better cover than what Disturbed did.
0: Favourite favorite cover version of that song is by who for everyone?
4: Definitely not Disturbed.
0: But Brooke Fraser did a great cover of that song. I Disturbed did very well with that song.
4: I thought that was terrible. But maybe I'm just biased because I hate Disturbed. I think they suck. Yeah,
0: they do. They do suck.
4: uh,
0: Yes. But getting back on track here, welcome listeners to the the, the Music Movies and Madness uh, show. 1966, we're jumping into the albums. We weren't allowed to pick anything with a B, so that removed uh, uh, Blonde on Blonde, The Beach Boys, uh, The Beatles Revolver, just to give you an idea there was a lot of stuff floating around at that time uh pet sounds was out rubber soul um sound of silence which you have just heard me um murder and yeah we're going to just straight into our album
3: okay fellas so <laughs> i didn't do an album because i'm different <gasps> i went yeah. for some singles but good
4: oh what's the rela- age of singles kind of related um So my
3: first single, and each of these singles are related in several ways, but probably the most um, obvious is that they have been covered um, in the last 20 or 30 years, and the covers are moderately, if not, no, actually very successful. One of them reached number one. Um, Mm. Not to say that the covers are better, because I don't think they are. So the first one is Mustang Sally by Wilson Pickett, right? So Wilson Pickett re-recorded this, this was originally by Matt Rice in 65, a year later Wilson Pickett, who's a um, very, very famous um, R&B artist from um, that era, he picked it up and he's pretty much got the iconic version, I know there's been some that have come up since, Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you the uh, more modern version, just so you get a sort of familiarity with it and then you'll hear Wilson come in and then you'll we'll get the contrast. So here you go. Here's the first one that I chose from 66. This is the more recent version of Mustang Sally.
5: Mustang Sally I guess you've
4: Sixty six all the way,
3: was I eh? geez, mm. and the contrast, punches. and this is going to come through in the next song, especially the vocals, the power of that man's vocals, and what he can do with it in terms of takes you on a bit of a journey. He doesn't just sing the note; he caresses the note, and it just, it just loves him. It loves him, and it's like, and you'll hear it in the next one. Um. So, uh, obviously, the commitments led out there with Mustang Sally that was sometime in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. I think, mm. um, and then and then Wilson Pickett 1966. Um, his one reached number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100. So his backing singers
0: mm-hmm. were,
3: do you know, who they were not in that no. song, but before they the Supremes. The- the Premets. Well, they were the Supremes. They were the Premets, who were from Detroit, Michigan and went on to become the Supremes. Not too shabby in terms of having a backing band. Um, So I thought I'd pick. Yeah, I thought I'd pick the Supremes. So this is my second choice. Let me go straight Mm. into it. This is a song that we will know from the 80s. It reached number one in the UK. I think it was about 81, 82. (laughs)
1: Yeah
5: <laughs>
0: Phil Collins all the way.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, Phil Collins all the way. Mm. I'm with you there, mate. Um, <laughs> sorry, Diana, <laughs> but you know what I mean in terms of the vocals. I mean, yeah, mm. I mean, we can't. Phil, Phil's all right. I mean, it did all right. It was very. It was a, a massive radio hit, right? But what she brings to it, and it's also Wilson Pickett in the previous track, is class. Right. And they're just the yeah. class and the vocals, let alone everything else that's going on. I mean, it's a thinner sound. You know, we've gone for a sort of thicker sound over the years, and you've got so much more bass, and you've got so much, much more instrumentation overlaid and overlaid and overlaid in the 30 years or whatever it was since on uh, both tracks right between the what the commitments did to that earlier song as well so um I and, and you'll hear it on my last pick which I'm going to play shortly which is another what this one was a little bit more free uh, more recent here we go my last
1: track Saw her face. Now I. You go. For the
0: um for the uneducated listeners of the show, who who actually wrote that original? Take oh, me, take me. me. Oh, me. Martin, and me. got the hands up. Oh, go on, go boys, go on sit together on, oh, no, wasn't in unison. One, two, yep Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond.
3: Oh, Neil Diamond, yes, yes, of course, <laughs> he
0: wrote it, right? Yeah,
3: and Smash Mouth smashed
0: it. Yes, <laughs> mm. they did. David, thank you so much. Did you have anything else to add to your thingy, Bobby? There,
4: no over and out mate Beautiful. i just want Loved to say it. D- david that, that that editing you did there was just oh, yeah, that's, that's gold that's gold standard it sublime. was it <laughs> uh, just sublime. That- <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> okay we need to do an episode on
0: bands that we we hate okay glenn <laughs> shut up and getting work six. what have we got come on well
4: i've i've picked a band that is actually really good um <laughs> 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 I've, I've picked I've picked the Kinks. Um yeah, yeah. the Kinks, uh, Ray Davies, um and Lovely. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. A bit of class eh? A and, hmm. and and the Kinks are just sort of one of those sort of iconic bands, most probably very underrated. I think they still don't get the cred they probably deserve. Or oh, particularly I think Ray Davies is you know, probably and one of the great English songwriters. Um and this was the start. Face to face is their fourth album. And I'll play a quick um tune from that and then we'll go and talk a little bit more about how awesome the kinks are. <laughs>
1: So pleasantly, live this life of luxury, blazing on a sunny afternoon.
4: Right, this Sunny Afternoon by The Kinks um, and from Face to Face, fourth album. Um, the Kinks um, started off as a raucous band like, with things like You Really Got Me. Um, all day and all night, um, and they were produced by Shell Talmy, who did a whole bunch of great recording work for um, a bunch of artists. Now, um, they got banned from touring America. Um, they're basically, I think, the Music Association Union or something like that banned the kinks from going to the United States. So they couldn't go there because of potentially raucous behaviour on stage and other sort of... Drunken buffoonery and foolery, so they were stuck a little bit just touring Europe and also just, um, or maybe Australia as well, and the UK. <laughs> um, and it's, so they and that ban didn't get lifted for quite some time, about four or five years. Um, so, poor old Ray, after touring for so long, had a bit of a nervous breakdown. But through that and also getting ready for these sessions. Um, the previous year, they started writing some different sort of songs, um, things about English culture, very specific to England, um, around social class, the music industry, um, you know, dedicated follower of fashion, which is about the whole Carnaby street scene in London, um, well-respected man. Um, so these are really a very English, well, Anglophile or what's the word I'm looking for? We're very English, and sort of became this sort of, I don't know, um, I don't know, set the pattern for so many of our favourite English artists, actually. You don't need to sound American. You can sound yourselves and sing about your own place. Um, And that's something that I love about the Kinks. There are stories all about all the places in London, um, and on the next album we've got probably the greatest single of you know that time which is probably waterloo sunset mm. um on par with anything that the beatles did um and so yeah I, I this is the beginning of that that glorious run of albums um that they put together so there was this one something else by the kinks um green village green preservation society you can imagine the americans never getting that um and and things like that so Really quite a cool band, not, um, and like the name, kinks weren't afraid to talk about strange and interesting things. I um, mean, I think we all know the the song Lola. Um, that came a little bit later, but not much later. Um, and that that's just a monster of a song. There was a really interesting story here around that they were, oh, so they'd lost one of their band members for a while um, because he was, you know, Injured um, and resigned, and then he came back into the band, and they had all sorts of legal problems going on, plus the mm. tax issue, which is that last song's all about tax, um, and the government trying to basically really punitively punish people from trying to make money. Um, we don't have enough tax songs these days. You're, you're,
3: you're, cause there was no, like the Beatles had one. Taxman, like, yeah, they had
4: taxman. Tax yeah, that's right. You
3: can't beat a good tax song, can you? I mean, yeah, sticking it to the man.
4: And uh, you know, hand. this would have been We'd a good like song to, to p- do that. Yeah, and this would have been a really good song to put on the um you know on the IRD helpline A. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I think I think that would be just you Well there's know, always real... room for
0: improvement, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <an> IRD playlist.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <you're... laughs>
4: I think we do a, a podcast. Show <laughs> And look Yay. and look that that would be better than you know what we had back in the day when <laughs> I worked there which was back Runga all the time sorry Bick. um no, but just not that
3: Martin you Martin. we're going to have a best playlist or best songs for government departments and public <laughs> utilities or something
4: yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, exactly it. and I'll play the I'll play another song here this one's called um too much on my mind and it's probably my favorite on the album um
1: There's too much on my mind There's too much on my mind And I can't sleep at night thinking about it I'm thinking all the time There's too much on my mind It seems there's more to life than just There's too much on my mind.
4: And I think we've all been in situations where we've all lived in our heads maybe a little bit too much at times. And I was like, man, that song was on the money. Mm. Um, and I love Shel Talmy's production. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of that sort of Baroque pop, you know, with the harpsichord, is it a harpsichord sort of tinky, tinky, tinky yeah. noise? Is that right, Martin? Sounds, sounds yeah, like it, yeah. Yeah, but then there's sort of that rough edgy sort of stuff of the – um, that sound's still there as well, which is quite cool. Um, so that's my favourite song from Face to Face. Um, mm-hmm. I just, nice song. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I think it still stacks up today when you're sort of maybe feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, one of the funniest songs on here that I really liked, um, sort of rediscovering it this week, was a run called House in the Country. Um, and this is kind of like, Blur's Country House from 1966. house in the country kind of a little bit like country house um but many years later so yeah i love the kinks um lots of fun songs to listen to and stories galore from ray davies and that sort of observational style which he does so so well so definitely check out them
0: very good yes thank you glenn let's jump down to our man martin
4: i was actually
2: seriously contemplating the monkeys one um Mm. Just because it was such a big part of my childhood, really. was The monkeys was always on on a like, Saturday morning. I've gone with one, I think it's a band that, that kind of gets forgotten about. Even if you just went off like the two big singles, they deserve to be much, much higher. And I've gone with the Spencer Davis group. For me, um, Steve Wynwood, yeah, is just phenomenal. An amazing musician. I don't know if yeah. any of you caught any of that um, at the, coronation, the King's Coronation concert thing. I don't know if any of you saw it, but most of it was a complete shit show to be honest, it was horrific. Lionel mm. Ritchie sounded terrible. Um it was mm. lots of kind of like husbands really and they all just like couldn't sing, couldn't hold a note. It was it was really mm. terrible. And then Steve Willman came on. He's 75 and he just blew yeah. everybody out of the water. he mm. was amazing. Like still could hit the high notes, still could still could play, still did the works. And it just comes you, you can tell it's just from a musician who's constantly playing, constantly constantly working. And the Spencer Davis group, they kind of came from this British blues explosion that I kind of mentioned earlier. That was just starting to kind of happen. Like Clapton was, um, you know, doing the Yardbirds thing and was just going solo. Yeah, this R&B, beat, beat music was, was really, really kind of started to come, in, come into it. And the blues thing would obviously learn, you know, and a couple of years later, got into bands like Zeppelin and, you know, and it went on its own way again. Yeah. So the first song I've chosen tonight is probably my second biggest hit. <laughs> I was going to say the biggest hit, but uh, it's debatable. Um, and the reason I've chosen this one is for me, the bass line, I think it's probably like one of the greatest bass lines ever recorded. And I don't mean in terms of played, I mean recorded. It's mm. just on the edge of distorting. It's just, just under, um, but oh, the whole song is just on this bass line. So this is, um, mm. keep, yeah, keep on running. Oh, you just want to crank it, <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> For the biggest pair of speakers you can find. Oh.
4: Where, where did so they that record kid? that?
2: Um, that's a really good question. And I know he was is... really
4: young,
0: wasn't he, when he did yeah. that? was that eighteen? Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. Isn't like some yeah. sort of prodigy sort of, you know, wonder kid.
0: Well, he le- he left he left Spencer oh. Davis Group quite young, didn't he? Yeah. So he. I don't know what year, but (laughs)
2: because he went on to do like Blind Faith with Clapton, that's right. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. Who was was Spencer? Who was Spencer?
2: There was a real Spencer. (laughs) It wasn't like (laughs) (laughs) Spencer Davis was the singer. Oh wow! Okay, yep. Um, and um, is he dead? No, he's still alive as well, and he's eighty-one. Woohoo! There you
4: go. Yeah. What? What a voice! Yeah. Right. Still like, got they it. must have turned that up all the way to 11 on everything to record that oh
2: yeah it just sounds like the mic was like just jammed into the grille of the, the speakers yeah. like just like impale the acts with the mic like, and how did they get
4: and, and that distortion on the guitar is epic yeah right Like yeah, it there, really many is many
2: songs with that much distortion you know we talked about this actually when I did the kicks like we were talking about that distorted guitar thing mm, mm, mm. and how it was just like Oh, that's so raw you know that's proper distortion not this modern mm. chugging proper distortion um yeah. yeah so um i should mention actually the name of the album it's got the imaginative name of the second album um so, <laughs> awesome. so that's what it's called wow, original. that's yeah. so psychedelic yeah. so, so okay. it would have been if it was their third album but it was <laughs> yeah
0: it actually was the second album
2: yeah it was their second album yeah mm-hmm. it was yeah in fact they only did two albums so there you go.
0: Yeah, um, I think yeah, that's right. They just spent it after 767, wasn't it? The year after. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, and it wasn't released in the States, this album. What? So, yeah, I know, right. Um, the single "Keep on Running was, uh, and reached number 74 in the Billboard top, whatever it is. But in the UK, it went straight to number one. And the yeah. album spent 18 weeks in the album, UK album chart, got to number three. Um, yeah, as I say, it's, it's a real kind of heavy bluesy album. Um lots of this kind of R and B feel. They do a great cover of Georgia and My Mind on there. Um they do a cover of Since I Met You Baby. Um there's some great covers on there. Um but the other one I've got chosen for us to have listened to is the last track on the album, which is called Watch Your Step. <laughs> going on in that to my ears as well yeah in that?
0: yeah yep. yeah mm. totally yeah so that was the uh wonderful spencer davis group thank you martin for that that's um very good And well, we have some good ones this uh this week haven't we i decided to go down the bluesy sort of road and chose big mama thornton
4: oh good and, choice
0: yeah and if you've never heard big mama thornton she sounds like this Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Willie Mae Thornton is her real name. Big Mama Thornton, as she was referred to, coming in at six feet high and weighing 200 pounds. Um, she was quite a, 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 a portly lady. and um, But nonetheless, she had a, a wonderful set of pipes on her, just heard. And I think she was probably most famous for being the first person to record the, the massive hit that Elvis had with hound dog. Well, she, mm. she did that. Mm. She did that first in 1952 and, um, yeah, you can read all about her on Google. She's, she's a really interesting, uh, musician, really interesting sort of life. She had, uh, born in Alabama and, you know, went through that kind of Baptist church gospel sort of s- singing, um, and in the, in the 1940s, she left home and she met up with a few musicians and then off her, her musical sort of career took off and she got picked up and she was a wonderful harmonica player. She played guitar, so she's a multi-instrumentalist and just an incredible singer. So this album that I actually chose was... Um, called Big Mama Thornton with the Muddy Waters Blues Band.
4: Wow. So,
0: yeah, she did a gig in 66 with, uh, I would imagine, all probably mates. And she teamed up with the wonderful bandits that normally backs Muddy Waters. And as a result, you have a fine album of uh, really good sort of raucous blues. I'd say, man, if you've. Mm. Wanting to listen to some decent blues, this is great. I listen to this. This is called Bumblebee, and uh, I just love it. It's you know these kind of soul blues singers of that era, man, they were untouchable. Have a listen. Yeah, i think this is a this is a sound that a lot of the british uh, artists were really trying to capture of that time uh, the sort of the blues breakers and the uh what was it john uh john mail and the, these guys they were really trying to' mm-hmm. quite interesting isn't it because the the bombs were really trying to hook into the blues and the yanks were really trying to hook into the the british sound almost yeah that reversing game on but i don't know if they i don't know if the british blues artists ever really stood out for me or masters really um even clapton and i love clapton but they just they just don't got it
4: man yeah. Also, they sort of resold the blues back to America in some ways yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, totally. and took all this credit. Um, but they were always good. I mean, like the Rolling Stones were always really good about giving the credit and making sure that they had these blues artists play with them when they toured there. Um, yeah, making really good. Clear that this is where it came from.
0: Yeah, where it came from. That's right. The root, you know, the roots and everything like that. Um, yeah, very, very important to to know all those things. But she was, um, I think she was in a very serious accident in the seventies. Uh, her health was deteriorating, alcohol, and. But she was playing all the big sort of Newport Jazz Festival mm, things. Yeah. She was hanging out with the guys, BB uh, King, Muddy Waters, all those sort of guys. And yeah, it's just a it's just a cracking album. If if you like blues, you'll really love this album. Big Mar Thornton and the Muddy Waters Blues Band. Uh, and I'll give you the third and final track, which is called "Looking the World Over." And there's, there's a nice selection of blues in this. There's a bit of shuffles mm-hmm. in there. There's a bit of slow stuff and a bit of you know, raunchy stuff. But I hope you enjoy this. Have a listen. and she's on the harmonicas, you know, she's a very talented lady um, it, the album for me if if I was in my barber shop um, or if I was at home and wanted to put a blues record on get a real kind of vintage sort of feel Mm-mm. this album is definitely about that it's pretty unpolished but it's pretty raw, It's pretty squeaky but uh I mean who doesn't love that right but yeah that's uh i think that that sort of ends our little podcast on 1966 so thank you boys thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast (laughs) we hope you will
1: come again and listen to us.
0: <laughs> Please <laughs> send your saddest
1: envelope,
0: PO Box forty nine. Uh, so I think we should just end it there.
4: Brilliant! Oh. Well done, Ian. Thank
0: okay. you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Don't quit my day job, right? <laughs>